social, impact, everywhere. Welcome back, my fellow social impactors, to another episode of the Social Impactors Podcast. And today, we have another special guest. We have Dr. Jeff Spies. Now, he is the author of Dying with Ease, a compassionate guide for making wiser end-of-life decisions. He spent most of his medical career with people facing serious illness and death, first as an oncologist, then as a hospice physician. He has lectured extensively and has been recognized as a leader in the field of -of end-of-life care. So, Jeff, I want to start this podcast off by saying a big thank you for being with me here today. I'm just delighted to be here, Avery, and thanks for inviting me. Yeah. So let's jump in the first question. First question very much is explaining more about who you are, what you do, and why you believe with the work that you're doing that you're a social impactor. Wow. Yeah, that's a great, that's that I I particularly like the last part of that question. Well, I've uh, retired from a practice of of medicine. Uh, I started as, as you mentioned in uh, oncology, but gradually uh, transitioned into uh, totally focusing on end of life care uh, for the last 15 years of of my life, of my career anyway. And um, I, the idea of writing a book came out because just in watching what was going on in front of my eyes through all those years, I saw so many things that just didn't seem like they needed to be, Uh, so many negative things. People uh, suffering because they hadn't made good choices or having accept, what I thought to be excessive pain or emotional distress simply because they had never realized, they seemed to be surprised by the fact that they were dying. They might be 95 years old and still surprised by the fact that the end of their life was was coming. And it became apparent to me that as a society, we could do so much better first by choosing better at the end of uh, the types of care we would get at the end of life. And then this then led me to realize that one of the major lessons that the dying taught me is that they were teaching me that they were learning what was important in how to live. And that perhaps recognition of one's mortality could lead to a uh, reorientation or perhaps a reprioritization a bit of in, in people's lives. Um, that perhaps individuals might live lives more authentically and that our society if we all recognize that we are all in this boat together, might perhaps uh, develop into a little bit of a less contentious nature, Um, perhaps a kinder society. That's a bit of of an overreach, I know, but I do think there's something out there that if 
the person across from you if you if i know that i am mortal and fallible and i know that you the person across from me is is mortal and fallible that's something that we share and that's a place that we can come together rather than see each other as enemies all the time so that's kind of my social um impact dream as it were anyway avery so I'm curious, you, you, I saw, I understand what you've seen through your practice and you know, you saw what it means to live a good life, but what was the catalyst that made you or rather brought you on this journey of wanting to spread an awareness of the importance of, you know, end of life care, but also living a good and healthy life? What was that catalyst for you? I think the catalyst for me was, was person, person, was my epiphany my uh, realization. Um, I remember one event that was not a bedside event, but it, it, was, a, uh, it was actually at a conference where uh, a spiritual care coordinator or what might be called a chaplain more commonly uh, gave a presentation that leads the listener through what it might feel like to be the dying one, that, that we are all having little deaths every day because we are all losing things every day. One thing that the dying, every dying person shares is that they lose everything. And um, anyway, this exercise really resonated with me and I started to look at my medical practice and my patients a little bit differently uh, because of that. And I think maybe part of it is the old missionary zeal thing is I feel like I got something that's true and, and I think it would be good if, if other people got the same, I, same thing. So I guess that's the, the catalyst. Um, the um, inspiration though are just the, the the lives and deaths um, and stories of so many people uh, that taught me so much. And I th really think maybe a piece of it is just stewardship, that they've entrusted me with their stories, with their insights, and that I need to do something, needed to do something with that. So that's what's led me to to write the book and also really my the current efforts, which is, you know, yes, I'm retired, but the ongoing writing and blogging and, and interacting uh, with people um, to, uh, <laughs> well, I won't say spread the good news about death, but, but, cause that sounds a little bizarre, uh, but to, um, spread the idea that, okay, yes, we're mortal. Yes, we're going to die. And if we can figure out how to make that okay, then we will have achieved something. Yeah. So how are you then, and, and this question is going to be an interesting one because again, end of life care and mortality are two very important things that we have and, and something we can't run away from. <laughs> it's a part of us or part of our life, but how are you making 
a positive impact in your community with what you do with your book and what you've done with your practice? How are you making a positive impact? I guess I'll go this two ways. Um, I think I made a positive impact because I brought these insights to the bedside um, and to the nurses station and to the conversations with families um, and, and colleagues uh, through the years. Now that I'm not involved in active practice, I think I am making that same impact uh, on a more general, hopefully public level, I might be still trying to figure out how to make that an impact, how to make a societal impact that way. But I do think maybe there is uh, are, are some concrete things. For example, I just recently put together a series of, of video lectures. It's, it's for a, um, uh, a religious organization, but that they want it on their, on their website to talk about issues regarding death and dying, but also including some of the just real nuts and bolts that if people think about their impending, their eventual mortality, they might make better choices that will then lead to not only less suffering on their part, the possibility of less use of feudal healthcare resources, the uh, decreasing in the um, number of people who uh, receive extraordinary, futile, painful care at the end of their lives that they don't need. But I, I think that social impact in, in, from my standpoint happens a person at a time as they acquire new insights into their own being, maybe make different choices in their healthcare and in their personal lives and perhaps in their interactions. A huge target audience of mine is my generation, the baby boomers. And I know that's not you and feel free to okay boomer me here. It's, it's, it'd be okay. But we boomers, are, have kind of been the ultimate Americans, Ult Americans with, um, who were believed the mythology that we can do anything. We, you know, conquered the continent and, and uh, won the wars and, and put, put people on the moon. And that Americans can do anything and, and boomers really believe and Americans really believe in their ability to control things and to take charge of, of things. And I think that's one of the reasons that Americans do badly, maybe badly is a bad word, do make, make difficult and, un, and unwise choices at the end of life, is because dying is not controllable. But I think a message that could shift that a little bit is if the American boomer realizes that dying is probably the most important thing they will do in their lives outside of being born. And they can take charge and change how it happens. And that I think is a tremendous opportunity 
and then allows them to refocus their thinking upstream a little bit. Um, yeah. So let me ask you the next question then, just because, I mean, okay, boomer. Yeah, <laughs> I understand okay, that. Fine. However, no, that is exactly correct that sometimes that ability not to, you know, perceive your mortality, but also see the end results and the streams and the multiple different ways that things happen, right? That right. leads you to make quick decisions, quick weighted decisions, not well thought holistic decisions. So right. I agree with you on that one. And I'm curious to get your input on this question because this isn't so much about the person anymore. This question, question is about the business. So I wanna ask you this idea or this way or action of social impact, do you believe it's an important part of business? I, I, I do. And I pay attention to that as a consumer in businesses that, that I buy from. Um, I, I pay attention to whether the business is, includes the social impact as part of their business strategy. Uh, so you know, just as a person, I, I believe that. Um, I, I think that, um, well, so, so the, I guess the bottom line, I would put it is, what else are we here for if it isn't to have an impact on our society? So yes, I think that it's a, it's an important part of, of business. Um, it, it clearly, I think, is an important part of life and living. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think you just hit the nail on the head when you said that, what's the point, right? When we have to ask ourselves these open-ended objective questions, you know, why or what's the point? Well, there really isn't a point to life unless you do some good in the world. And good can come through the forms of social action. And the reason, you know, this podcast is so important to me is because the easiest way or one of the most effective ways to change someone's life is socially. Yes. Right. Whether that's through the social status or whether that's a social structure or elevating them out of something, that is the quickest way to make a large impact. Right. Right. And so you're absolutely right. We have to live a life helping other people. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. So let me ask you the last question. The last question is now about you again, and it's about your advice. So for people listening today, what would your advice be for them to start building their own impact in the world? I, my advice for almost the start of almost anything, and it would be appropriate for in, in this, for, for someone considering their own social impact in the world is to listen. Listen to yourself to figure out what really is important to you not what you've taught, been taught should be important or what you learned in Sunday school or, or what you, some politician teaches you is important, but what do you really believe in? To listen to yourself and then listen to your community or whatever target your, your social impact would have to learn what the real need is and find a way for the passion uh, 
that you discover in yourself can find a target in the society at large. So that's, that's my advice. I think it starts with listening to who you, you are, who I am. It took me a while to realize this. I got into medicine because I thought I would fall in love with laboratory science and ended up being nurtured by dying patients. That's what I found was me. And um, I wouldn't have been able to have an impact. I might've been a good doc otherwise, but I wouldn't have had my social impact if I didn't find what my passion was. You have to start with your passion first. That's, that's, you asked my advice and that's where it is. That's where it is. That's awesome. So Jeff, I just want to end the podcast by saying a big thank you again for being with me here today and also bringing a unique perspective, right? You talked about just a couple seconds ago, joining for a specific reason in medical science, but then finding a different reason, right? Finding the human back in it, right? That human forward approach, that human part of everything. And I think that is so key and something that I hope becomes a part of the medical industry as we go forward. But uh, I'm just happy to hear that you've found, you know, a purpose and a human part uh, of what you do. So again, Jeff, I just want to thank you for being with me here today. It's been a delight. Thanks so much, Avery.